Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play. We've got a great show today, but I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you before we get go to our first guest. In college, one of the books that I was required to read along the way, I think it was for some ph- ph- philosophy class, was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, you may have heard of him before, but if you don't know who he is, he was a 20th century psycho- psychiatrist. He was a Holocaust survivor. Uh, his entire family actually died in concentration camps. Um, He believed that even when the situation was dehumanizing and there were atrocious conditions, that there was still meaning in life and that suffering was kind of part of the deal and that there was always some purpose in suffering. Uh, even Even before the Holocaust, if you go read about him, what you'll find is he actually did some pretty groundbreaking work about uh, depression and suicide prevention. Uh, he believed that you, you that there, you should be searching for meaning in life, and uh, he was actually credited because of the work he did before uh, he went to the concentration camp for helping lots of people. He do he did some really groundbreaking work in severe depression, encouraging people, particularly during the during the Holocaust, during the concentration camp time, to think about positive memories and and uh, scenes things that made him feel good, uh, to have positive thoughts. Uh, and as a result, I think he saved a lot of people. Uh, as you can imagine, suicide was a, was a significant issue. Um, you know, we face our, our, our share of difficult times here in coastal Mississippi. And, uh, and so we know what it's like to face a, a difficult time. And while we're not, I'm not comparing what he faced with what we have faced here, uh, we've learned a lot about that. And um, one of the things that Frank Frankel said was this, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given, given set of circumstances, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. I think that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, again, not, not comparing what we have faced here in coastal Mississippi with what Frankel uh, faced. But, you know, we have learned the ability to get our head above complicated and challenging situations. What I used to say is we get our head above the debris. Uh, we've learned to work hard and find the meaning, not only in our lives, but in our place and in the people around us. And that's one of the reasons that we're so resilient. So, you know, Frankl, Frankl said, find meaning in your life. I had a great conversation within the last couple of weeks with Dorothy Roberts from Pastor Shan. Her sister, Robin Roberts, is from Good Morning America. And during Robin's medical uh, uh, challenges, she said this, which I thought was very powerful. Life provides losses and heartbreak along the way. But the greatest tragedy is to have the experience and miss the meaning. Boy. I mean, she was right in that. Robin was so determined not to miss the meaning. And so she worked hard because she said that she discovered during that process that she had gifts, uh, 
gifts that now help her through the difficult times. And as you well know, she's an inspiration to millions of people. I say all of that because this time of year, it can be harder on some people. And, you know, some people are depressed. You know, you may be depressed or you may know someone who is depressed or you're searching for meaning in your life. And what I would say to you is don't sit there alone. Reach out to someone. Uh, you know, find someone who cares, who you can talk to. Uh, a friend of mine on Facebook, Susan Kane, posted this from Peaceful Mind, Peaceful Life. She's, this is what it said. Nobody really, has, nobody really has it all together. We're all hurting, learning, and growing in different ways. Keep going. I think that's what Franco would have said to us as well. Um, think about the people around you. Are you surrounded with people who are tearing you, tearing you down or building you up? One of my coworkers, Mindy uh, Patton, she's quite a funny person, but every now and then she'll throw something in there that's, that's incredibly powerful. And this came from uh, Very True is, is the name of the source. A person in two months can make you feel what a person in two years could not. Time means nothing. C character does. Well, that's just food for thought. And it's holiday season. Reach out to someone who needs to hear from you. Uh, this is the time of year to do that. So now let's shift gears. I want to go over to my friend John Ferrucci, the general manager of Silver Slipper Casino. Someone, John, it's interesting. I say this every time we're together, but we the last time we visited was in July. <laughs> so it's been a while. Yeah. How are you doing, my friend? We're doing well. Thank you. Everything's uh, going well here. We're looking forward to a great holiday season. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had this wonderful conversation with John Baxter last night from Han Hancock Whitney. Of course, you know, he's he cares deeply about Hancock uh, County. And when I mentioned that you were going to be on the show today, he said, wow. I mean, John's the kind of guy, and you and I have talked about this many times before, about what you do in the community. But just to hear it from his perspective, he said, John's the kind of guy that is constantly trying to figure out what he can do to help the community. I mean, what can I do? What can we do? Uh, he, he referred to your, your efforts with Tish and so many different dimensions. But you really believe, and I come back to this, 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 thing, this thing I was sharing at the beginning of the show. You know, um, you know when, a, when a community's fully operating, um, we're aware when people have needs and we reach out to them and there are organizations and nonprofits and people who care about them. But Hancock County is an incredibly resilient community. But what makes them more, more resilient is because of people like you and the business community who are really committed to making sure we understand where the needs are going to be. You've been very committed to that, haven't you? Well, from, from the very beginning, it's always been important to us. You know, we're you have to look at where we are geographically. We're at the end of the road, almost to the Louisiana state line. Um, people call us Hancock Parish by mistake sometimes. You know? So we're, we, we, we need to take care of ourselves. And it's a very important that if I have the privilege of running a company that has resources that the smaller businesses do not, then it's really incumbent upon us to kind of use our resources to make things better or to at least set the example. So, so we try very hard to be out front of, of everything that involves making the community better, uh, bringing things to people's attention. Our, our goal is always to enhance whatever the group is doing. If we participate in something that's a charity or a special event or a fundraiser, we, it's never for us to cannibalize or take advantage of it. Our goal is always to enhance that and make it better for them. Mm -hmm. we, we're a for-profit company. You know, people are going to, we understand how the, what the payback is, and it's going to be when people decide to have a night out or whatever, they're going to say, you know, Silver Slipper 
supported us, we're going to support them. And that's why we're as busy as we are. But, you know, John, one of the things, you know, as a publisher, I had the benefit of having Roland Weeks as a as a mentor. And and I've said I've shared this many times. So whether it means whether it means uh, being a publisher that's involved in the community or being a, a general manager for a casino that's involved in the community, the extent to which you are are really committed to to being involved and really understanding what the needs in the community to get are, it helps you connect with the community better. And you know, for for I, I really feel for those leaders who spend too much time in their office and don't really pay attention to what's happening in the community because they're missing a great opportunity. And while you don't necessarily look for that direct link between giving to the community and how it might pay back, and from a business point of view. It's about the goodwill. It's about leaving the impression in people's minds that you care deeply about what's happening. And then just that notion helps you in the long run because they're more, maybe they say, I got a choice. Let's go to Silver Slipper. Let's go to the, well, let's go to Silver Slipper because I remember when I was involved in this nonprofit organization and something really cool happened. But it, it, it makes you a better leader to know what's happening in the community, doesn't it? No, it, it absolutely does. It's, it's certainly helped me be able to do what I do for a living. But our employees are, are so proud to be associated with Silver Slipper because when they go out into the community, uh, even for personal reasons or to be a part of some other event that's going on, they get treated with respect. They, they're they treated like rock stars because they're part of the Silver Slipper family. And everybody knows that, you know, it's what we do. So when they're part of that, and then it, and that's how it flows. And so yeah. it's, it, it, it makes our family here at the Silver Slipper building uh, much more cohesive and, and with our eye on the prize all the time. You know, that this we're trying to do what we can and we do things all the time. We did something just recently for the VFW up the road. They they had this great program where they had a van. They would pick up any of the vets, any of the veterans in Hancock County needed to get to a doctor's appointment or a hospital visit at the vet, a veterans hospital um, and didn't have transportation. They would dispatch this van to pick them up and take them. Well, the van was tired and dead. So we had an opportunity to be able to find a good wheelchair accessible van with a lift. And, and we just, we made the dedication on Veterans Day uh, to the VFW and they, they've had it on the road every day since then. So it's just, uh, you know, we're very proud of that, you know, because we were able to do something that really helped everybody. And that's, that's what we mean by enhancing what it is that they're trying to do on their own. And that's what John Baxter was talking about. That's for sure. You know, you joked a minute ago about Hancock Parish, but if you go back and you know this well, but just for the sake of the audience, I want to I want to say this out loud. If you go back in Waveland's history, or really even to some extent Bay St. Louis, but certainly as it relates to Bay, as it relates to Waveland, you go back many many years ago. There was a point in time when people literally believed that Waveland was part of Louisiana. <laughs> so there's always been this kind of cut tight connection there, and. And of course, if you talk to Tish or Nikki Moon or Mike Smith, the mayor of uh, Waveland, who I spoke to recently, the amount of interest in those communities, you know, what's happening to home sales and what's happening to lot sales and the price of real estate and because Louisiana's interest in this place. We'll talk more about that in just a second. But boy, does Louisiana have a big stake in what we're doing here. Maybe we have a big stake in Louisiana. We'll continue our conversation with uh, John Ferrucci on the other side. Uh View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at AllenToyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have John Ferrucci, the general manager from Silver Slipper, an old friend, someone who's been a great friend to Coast View and someone who's been really a committed leader all along the coast and to the communities we were just talking about. But when we went to break, Man, it is. There is no arguing the reality that in the, uh, especially the pandemic. The pandemic has increased the amount of people from Louisiana who come to all over coast of Mississippi, but especially Hancock County. I mean, I know several who have bought homes there, who are looking for homes there. I mean, it's there's a real there's a significant boom that's happening uh, in Hancock County now because of that. But you've always seen a big part of your business coming from Louisiana, haven't you, John? Well, we have. You know, there's only so many rooftops here in Hancock County, and we don't even really try to compete to the east because all of my friends who own the other 11 casinos down the road, you know, that's that's their territory where they're working. You know, we get we get a handful here and there, you know, but for the most part, we, we market it to the north and to the west. And southeast Louisiana has really been, you know, our target market from, from the very beginning. So I remember before we even opened, we have this old fire truck that we put in parades and, and that sort of thing. And we put a we put a smoker on the back of the fire truck and put 200 pounds of chicken on the smoker. And we, we were driving around to folks who were rebuilding their homes after Katrina before we had even come out of the ground. And we were feeding them, you know, lunches and everything and trying to show support for them. And, and that we, you know, they got to know us at that point and they were like charter members uh, of ours, you know, from that point on and has just continued to grow. So we spent a lot of time over there. I was just there yesterday. I, I spoke and we sponsored a luncheon for the East uh, St. Tammany Business Alliance. It was 200 people there. And, Wow. A, and yeah. And, and so, you know, we've endeared ourselves to that community and they've responded. And and so we just uh, we're keeping that going. But we, we spent a lot of time there sponsoring their events and participating in their charities and doing some things for them, just like we do here in Hancock County. Well, as a former president of uh, NOLA Media Group and publisher of the Times Picayune and NOLA.com, I pay obviously close attention to what's happening in Louisiana, particularly when it, it has a possibility of impacting us and this very recent vote uh, in St. Tammany Parish specifically that could have created a casino on the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain um, could have been a very significant thing for coastal Mississippi had it passed but it failed by greater than 60 percent you know you know what's your thoughts about that well um we were a little surprised that someone actually made that attempt because, you know, the St. Tammany had voted it down, I think it was in 96, pretty pretty decidedly. So when they came in, um, this group that was trying to uh, develop the casino, they, they were taking a lot for granted that giving everybody the impression it was already approved. And that was the uphill battle for the people on the opposition side, that they had to make everybody understand that this was not a done deal. And the whole thing really came down to what did the people want? If they wanted a casino in their backyard, then they would have a chance to vote. And, and the whole thing was let them vote, <clears throat> let, them, um, make, let, let the people make the decision. So all the wranglers back and forth and a lot of money spent on advertising and you know and media and everything else. And it, it all came down to a vote. And the people in St. Tammany said, I'm 30 minutes this way and I'm 30 minutes that way and I can get to a casino in short order. We're a bedroom community. We just don't want this in our backyard, 63 to 37. That was pretty, pretty astounding. And, and so that's it. It's done. And they're, the, those guys are going back to reopen a casino they, that they closed in Bossier City or, or turn that license back in to, go, to be rebid by Louisiana Gaming. So, um, and I don't think anybody will try in St. Tammany for 
for years to come if, if they ever do again because it, the the people really spoke and that that was the important thing and, and yeah we supported, you know the, okay. the again, we support ahead, the opposition you know we we let them know that you know we we hope that they win you know and we, we we took a few extra billboards ourselves and put some things up you know what i mean but the bottom line is the people had to make a choice and they spoke loud and clear on saturday well i mean for for the sake of uh, mississippi <laughs> and yeah. specifically as it relates to, to silver slipper um, you know, congratulations. It's important for that this um, this played out the way it did. I mean, these are these these are the roadblocks and challenges that come out along the way. So, John, when you look back on 2021, t just kind of summarize what what it was like for you guys there. Okay. Well, it was uh, you, you know when we, we we closed down in 2020 for nine and a half weeks and uh, for the COVID and we we reopened and and you know our demographics changed. We we talked about this before, but when we first reopened. Um, the 60 plus year old demographic didn't come back right away. Um, they hadn't been vaccinated yet. They were they were afraid to get in the crowd. Our bus business turned to zero for a while. And, but we did get a younger group in because the, you know, the, you're young, you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof and nothing's ever gonna hurt you. you know? So they, they all came out and we saw that shift and our business levels actually increased just like the, the entire coast, the entire gaming industry did. So when 2021 uh, came in, we were still in the rebuilding process and we were still growing. I still, you know, our major challenge has been throughout the year and still is today, uh, staffing and, and encouraging people to be a part of our family and to develop their careers here with us and stay with us for the long haul because we're we're growing and it's still a challenge to this day. I mean, we I'm losing people as fast as I can hire them and it just, we still can't figure it out. And but you know we're hoping that it kind of levels off at some point. But that has been 2021 in a nutshell. Yeah, continue to give good service, even though we have you know new employees on the floor that we need. There's a very quick and very steep learning curve for them, you know, to learn how we do it and do it the right way and 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 make people uh, enjoy their experience and come back another time. That's that's how we grow. So we're we're in the process of doing that and. And we're looking forward to an expansion here, and we're getting close to having that happen, and and all those things are exciting now. So we're we're on the verge of looking forward to a great 2022. Well, as you as you and I talked about last time with the um, employee challenges, that literally no industry is untouched by that reality. It's important for things to settle down because you pointed out with your expansion, you you'll, you'll have a significant uh, uh, hiring that has to happen there, and in this environment. If things don't settle down, that's going to be really challenging. It is going to be a challenge, and we're going to have to get creative with that. You know, we we'll have to bring people in from from outside and, and you know, um, try to establish housing for them and do some things that make it easy for them to relocate. And that all those things add to the difficulty of, of putting it together. I mean, if, for example, that casino that was that was trying to open over in St. Tammany Parish was talking about hiring between 800 and 1,000 people. No idea where they were going to get those folks, you know. Yeah. And and like I say, I have one restaurant I haven't been open all year because I need nine people to run it, and I never am in a position where I have nine extra people where I can run this restaurant. Yeah. Since it's closed to this day, so we'll you see. know. And I and I've shared this a couple of times on on Coast View before, but if you read studies since the pandemic, like forty percent. This is around the world, actually. It's not it's not exclusive to the United States, but forty percent of of employees who are currently employed are considering other jobs, other opportunities. Yeah. And I get it. I really get it because they've had a chance to think about it. They've had a chance to think about their employer. In some cases, you know, people often don't leave 
businesses, they leave employers. You know how that works. You got to right. treat people great. But you know, if, when you consider the a number of opportunities available to people, so many job openings, the grass is always green. It's not necessarily actually greener, but it seems that way. Right. So you just have a lot of mobility in the market. And um, you know, what uh, when you talk to your fellow casino executives, do do you have a sense that this is going to settle down? Well, everybody's hopeful that it would will you know at some point everybody sees it improving a little bit up to this point of course the holiday seasons there's nobody's looking for work and if they're out of if they're not working now they're not going to work till january so we're getting yeah. by what we have right now but everybody's feeling the same pinch but they all they're all optimistic that it's got to settle down at some point and we'll be fine yeah. well you know I, to what extent are you guys talking about the omicron variant these days well, we're pretty much, you know, just waiting for the CDC to give us a little more information. You know, that's been the problem all along. But um, we un we understand what what the potential of it is, and we haven't gone back to uh, some of the you know the personal protection uh, criteria that we had, you know, early on uh, with COVID nineteen. But we're we're keeping a watchful eye on it, and we're making sure that uh, many of our folks are vaccinated. We're encouraging them to get their booster shots and just you know stay as protected as you can and hope for the best. Well, I had Dr. Nicholas Congaron, the infectious disease doctor from Memorial last week, and he's a very, very practical-minded guy. He's been on the show countless times. I love the way he communicates about it. Very practical. And, of course, he had uh, had issues with the way that they've been sounding the alarm about Omicron, knowing that the, the data coming from South Africa actually suggests that it may be more contagious, but it's less deadly and uh, in much milder cases. And, um, and, you know, they just felt like, okay, they were confusing in their communications when they talked about Delta, which is now spreading in the northern states, and then talked about Omicron, that, um, that the natural progression of a virus, and hopefully this stays in that same natural progression, is to become more contagious, but less, less you know, serious illness. And um, hopefully that's going to be the case and we can kind of push through this. The other positive potentially is that it would supplant uh, Delta cases, that it would become the dominant. Yeah. And that would much be a much better situation. But still, there's so much to learn. Yeah. You know, we're still trying to understand, uh, you know, what the situation is as it relates to vaccines and, and the new variants. And I think this is kind of the world we're going to have to learn to live in, don't you? Yeah, no, I think it's... It, it, maybe here to stay but it's certainly going to it's going to be like the flu you know it's going to be you're going to have to deal with it maybe every season and you're going to have to stay protected you know forever more and if that's what it takes then that's what yeah. we'll do you know for john ferrucci general manager of silver slipper i probably should have just committed a whole uh, show to you because it's <laughs> a lot i'd like to continue to talk about but i think we got the nut of it i hope you guys have a great new year hope you're able to continue to push forward with your expansion plans good luck with your filling your open positions uh, you know heard great things about working for your company so that that's going to stand for something and uh, good luck kind of uh, closing the loop on that challenge and moving forward with your expansion thank you ricky and, and appreciate everything that you're doing there with coast view it's a uh... It's grown in popularity because it's 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 real stories to real people and it's making a difference. So thank you for that. Thank and you so much, John. I appreciate it. You're a good yeah, friend. I'll we'll talk to you. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. We'll see you after this break.
Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.